Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. This is the Hero World Challenge 2018. Let's get to it. What's going on, Golf Addicts? Thanks for downloading this week's episode. We are going to recap the match, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like from Tiger and Phil, a few awkward moments we're going to talk about, recap the the prop bets that we nailed, and uh, maybe what we could see for it in the future. We're going to talk about Ho-Sung Choi and his victory in Japan. We're going to talk about an alpaca's balls. And, uh, yeah, all kind of fun stuff. We're obviously going to get into the Hero World Challenge, the 18-man borderline exhibition put on by Tiger Woods himself in the Bahamas. We're going to talk to you a little bit about how we would approach this very unique week from a DFS standpoint, but also give you some betting tips because, really, it's a better week to bet than it is to play DFS. And we do all our betting on mybookie.ag. If you use promo code TOURJUNKIES, that's all one word, Promo code TOURJUNKIES when you sign up at mybookie.ag. They'll give you a 50% deposit bonus on whatever you put in there, up to 1000 bucks. We love mybookie.ag. They've been really good to us this year, and they really just do great, great work when it comes to betting. And they've got some good numbers out there for some of these golfers, and we tell you the ones that we like the most. So appreciate you guys listening. Uh, may your screens be green. Have a great week for the Hero World Challenge, and uh, here you go. All right, all right, all right. What is up, everybody? DB here, Pat Perry with me. We are ready to maybe talk a little bit of the Hero World Challenge, but we're not going to talk a lot about it. Let's get to, we're going to talk about the match. We're going to talk about Ho Sung Choi. Um, And we're just going to talk about whatever comes to the top of our minds. It is the last tournament preview of 2018, the Hero World Challenge Tigers event in the Bahamas. We're gonna talk a little bit about it later, but right now we're just—we I just can't. Pat, how, how are you? Are you grumpy? Um, how are you feeling right now, buddy? Uh, I'm grumpy about the Hero World Challenge. I don't. Really, I mean, you say it's a tournament. I don't know. I put that in quotation marks, like hand quotation marks. Tournament. Yeah, yeah. It's not really yeah. a tournament. It's an exhibition event, but they get a lot of money for it. Um, yeah, I mean, dead last still gets six figures, and, yeah. and and you do get world golf ranking points for this. So I mean, obviously, it's a pretty strong field. So you get world golf ranking points. You do not get FedEx Cup points though, but yeah. you get world golf ranking points. So it, I mean, it counts for something. I mean, it does, and there's some debate on why. Like I can, I get the yeah, money, but totally. the world golf ranking that to me is total BS. But yeah, I don't know. I'm in, a, I'm in a good mood. Uh, you know, the my my bulldogs are uh, are. Our Bulldogs are, have got a big game against Bama it's coming up this Saturday. Yep. We're probably going to get just boat raced, but annihilated. I'm, I, yep, I'm excited about that. Um, you know, it was a good Thanksgiving. It's kind of a low key one for for me. But how was your Thanksgiving, David? Because I know that you had you have a wife in Africa right now, and not I I, I bet there's not many listeners that can relate. To your situation yeah. <laughs> at the moment, yeah, the wife and the oldest, the fourteen-year-old Harrison, has been—they've uh, been in Africa. They left Tuesday before Thanksgiving, so it was, it was uh, Thanksgiving without them, which was wasn't the best. But I, I made the best of it. Me and the younger two hung out with uh, with my mom and dad and my sister, and we had a good time. You know, pretty low key. But yeah, they've been in 
South Africa putting another well in the ground. By the way, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, or even after Tuesday, if you're listening to this at all, Tuesday is Giving Tuesday all across the uh, all across the world. So if you are looking for somewhere to give, make a charitable contribution, I would highly encourage you to go to my wife's website, 28bold, that's 28bold, B-O-L-D, dot com. Um, I can tell you this, that she is... Uh, she is radical about not spending a single dollar that she gets on anything but putting a well in the ground. I can't even like get her to barely pay for her own flight over to Africa to put wells in the ground. So uh, yeah, she's, she's putting wells in the ground, giving people water, access to clean water. Really cool. I'm really proud of her. Um, yeah, her side gig is way more, well, she's getting a lot more jewels in her crown than mine yeah. for my side yeah. gig. Does, tour, does tourjunkies.com count as uh, forgiving Giving Tuesday, <laughs> like uh, no. buy. Well, I I don't know. You could buy a, uh, you could buy a uh, one of those um, Pod Bros T-shirts and then give it away, <laughs> and that would probably count for Giving Tuesday. And then we'll we'd give the money to to, to Twenty Eight Bolt. God, if we don't get rid of those cuss word Pod Bro T-shirts, sometimes I cannot hear about that in Twenty Nineteen. I think that's a good idea. I just had buy a Pod Bros T-shirt. And we give all proceeds to Twenty Eight Bold. There you go, done. Out, done. Are you behind that? To I'm totally behind that. And whichever totally ones, behind. whichever ones we don't sell, next time I know your wife will be going back to Africa again. We'll just have her take a whole box of Pod Bros T-shirts and, yeah. and just give them away. Give them out. Yeah, we got to do that. I think we've done that. I think one shipment we've already done that on. But there's still more left. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Um, but yeah, Thanksgiving was good. Hope uh, hope all the listeners had a great Thanksgiving. I, um, uh, you know, I've had the kids to myself. So, in fact, oh man, oh man, the I almost I had a I had a moment. I'm gonna totally change the subject here. I had my three year old in the car, and we were driving home. And on my way home from work, I go past. This is gonna make it sound. This is it, this is literally in Augusta, maybe five miles from the Augusta National. There's these people that have a lot of property, uh, and I say that because when I what, what I'm about to say is going to make people think I'm talking about like Podunk, Georgia, but they they have like a lot of property on this busy intersection, and they're like the last house with any property that hasn't been built up or developed or whatever. But they they have alpacas, you know those animals. Yes. Um, they have an alpaca farm, and they all look like llamas. I don't know. So if if you I don't know what the difference in an alpaca and a llama is, but they all have. They all look the same to me. So if you don't know what an alpaca is, just visualize a llama. So I, I go past it every day, and um, my, my little girl's in the car with me, and she's not happy. She's ready to get home. And, um, but they, and they have like this, they have that, this, this fence, these, this fencing all around the property. And the funniest, maybe it's just kind of this thing you had to see, which is why I'm mad that I didn't, I didn't stop. But I turn and I look, and this male alpaca, alpaca whatever is like alpaca? leaned up ag- i don't know is like leaned up against the fence with his backside facing the road and his his nuts like hanging down and he's got his back legs spread wide like wide just as wide as he can spread them and he's just sticking it out there for all of fury's fairy road to see and i just like i caught a glimpse and i was like whoa <laughs> It looked like a Dumb and Dumber when they're like leaning on the bar and they're putting out the vibe, you know. <laughs> um, 
and I wanted so bad to pull over and just go take a picture and post it, uh, but I, I I didn't because my little girl was in the car. So, hmm. not really sure how we got there. I don't either. Yeah, I'm not sure how that happened. Anyway, um, hmm. yeah. So I'm ready for the wife to get home, and uh, yeah, I'm ready for a little 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 break in the PGA Tour action as well. You know, it's our last our last one. We got a little break here. We're gonna have some interviews coming at you. We've got Dwayne Bach, Kevin Kisner's caddy. We got a full interview with him. It's good stuff. That will be coming out next week, and then the week after that, we have Eric Anders Lang of Adventures in Golf, Scratch TV, the Eric Anders Lang podcast. Um, if you don't recognize the name, I promise you, if you look him up, you'll recognize the guy. It's a fantastic interview with Eric Anders Lang. Probably one of my favorite interviews we did this year, without a doubt. And yeah, it's going to be the last one we bring to you, probably. He's such an interesting, just great guy, and uh, very interesting. Very excited to to hear that, and I love just watching his stuff. It's just such, such good stuff. So, yep. So that's coming out in a couple weeks. Be sure and keep that going. Also, Pat, you don't even know that I did this, but I want to tell the listeners this. I have cleaned up our our episodes a little bit. So, you know, it's like our hundred and eighty third episode or something. But I got to thinking about. It, I was like, man, you know, you shouldn't have to scroll like to 2016 episodes to hear like our John Peterson interview or our Billy Horschel interview. So I, I went in all the way back to when we started and I took out the tournament preview episodes where there wasn't a good interview or anything like that. So on your feed, if you refresh your feed, it should be a little more condensed. Every, every person we've ever interviewed is still up there. Uh, and then a couple of really key episodes that may be tournament previews but had great moments in them. I left those. So we kind of cleaned it up a little bit. So if, you, if, if you're missing the tour junkies over this break, which hopefully at least two or three of you are, you can go back into your feed and easily listen to some interviews, catch up on some great interviews that we did a while back, um, and, uh, and that'll hold you over till January for the Tournament of Champions. So I'm just working for, working for us, Pat, working for the man. Yeah, doing a great job. <laughs> by the way i was i was going back i was listening to uh I, I went back last year to the hero i was like did we do a podcast for the hero last year and i look and we did we did it with tj rice who is a was a caddy on the pj tour now he's not but he's a great dude anyway and he's freaking hilarious but do you remember that podcast <laughs> i don't remember last week's podcast why would i remember the hero <laughs> challenge podcast <laughs> Well, well, there, there's one reason you should remember it, and that is it was a two-hour podcast. Good, God. two hours. Yeah, I do remember that with TJ, but he's he was pretty, yeah. he's a funny dude. But I can't yeah, believe the we did two-hour podcast. You were, the reason you shouldn't remember it is because you were hammered. I'm sure I was hammered. You were hammered. At the end of a two-hour podcast, I would oh. surely be hammered. But I'm, I know the big deal was. I will say this. I know the big deal last year was obviously Tiger was was. Yeah, it's coming yeah. back, you know, we we thought, and and he was. This was actually at that time we didn't know if it would be short lived or not, but it, it was not. But I do remember that aspect of it. But yeah, probably well, the we last interviewed hour. TJ. Like we went ahead and did like the native area with TJ, and then we talked a lot about Tiger, a lot about Tiger. And then if you also remember, that was when TJ gave away his clubs. We did Santa Sticks, which mm. was pretty fun. That mm-hmm. was a fun contest. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I listened to like the last 20 minutes and you were so, first of all, you were silent, like, like silent. 
<laughs> and then at one point, we ask you a question, long pause, you finally answer, and t- I'm like, Pat, Pat, are you still with us? And you're like, no, no, I am, I am tired, I am ready to go, and I'm, he, you're like, and you're like, and I'm just, I'm, you started laughing, he's like, I'm just staring into the refrigerator at the Mexican cheese. You said that on the podcast. <laughs> and TJ's like, Pat, are you laying down on the floor ba- upside down looking at the refrigerator right now? You know, you are so blitzed. <laughs> Let me tell you what's so freaking hilarious about that is I had Mexican tonight. So nice. I'm probably got some Mexican, and I know I have some Mexican cheese left over in the fridge. So afterwards, I'm probably going to hit that. <laughs> It was so funny. Anyway, that that should never have been a two-hour podcast. I apologize for that. Everybody, that, hopefully, not many people listen to that one. That was pretty rough. But we're not going to have a two-hour podcast tonight. This one's going to be quick and dirty. Let's start off with the match, Pat. What did you think of the match? Oh my gosh, there are so many, so much to talk about. So many things that we could talk about. Um, first off, just as far as the match itself was obviously, it started off really slow, and the golf was bad. I mean... Golf was not good. Not not good golf. I mean... And then also really pissed me off with... with and, I, and, and I thought it was funny because... Well, first off, for those out there, I was the one on Twitter for the first at least, I don't know, 13 or 14 holes, and you were doing Instagram... And I know you had you had a conversation where somebody thought you were having to do you know double dip there, but actually I, I was on Twitter, yes. and I, you know it really pissed me off that Mickelson was just hitting all these fairways when he couldn't hit a damn thing at the Ryder Cup. But other than that, though, the golf was just was just not very good. Tiger was not sharp, but it did. The back nine picked up a little bit. They 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 had some good moments. You had Tigers uh, chipping birdie on seventeen. Uh, to to take it to another hole on eighteen, and then they had the extra holes, which was kind of ridiculous too. There was a little, it was kind of weird hitting hitting off a putting green. Why were they hitting off tees on a putting green anyway? Like you got a perfect surface, like why do you need a tee? But anyway, yeah, there's just so much. You know, when they when they came off the first tee, the banter back and forth with Tiger and and Phil was so awkward. Like I felt like they were just trying to invent a conversation that that it just that was weird. I loved some of the stuff though, like the Freddie Couples talk, which was cool. There's just how much they both like idolize Freddie Couples. I mean, here are the greatest two golfers of my generation. And you know that Freddie Couples was my just freaking hero growing up. And the oh, yeah. fact that they just love him so much was I, I thought that was just just awesome. But yeah, it was it was kind of weird, but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I did enjoy it. It was well worth the twenty dollars, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I spent twenty dollars. I know like half the country didn't because they, you know, Bleacher Report screwed it up. But, um, well, you're getting a refund if you spent. I mean, I know Directv emailed their refunding stuff. You just got to check your email. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care though. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, yeah, that was, so that's my question: is is if it. If you could go back and you and it was exactly the way that it was, would you pay the twenty bucks again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would too. I, mean, I would. It, I mean, it definitely the golf was bad, which didn't make for great TV. There wasn't a whole lot of big putts made, or um, I mean, I think Phil made like thirty-seven feet worth of putts in the first sixteen holes. I mean, it was something ridiculous. They, Nobody they was making anything. anything. Yeah, so there there were no dramatics. 
um, it, there just wasn't enough birdies. There, were, there wasn't enough action. Um, the, the banter back and forth seemed to stop after the first few holes. Like there wasn't uh, the back nine definitely got more serious. Which I mean, I'm glad like the, the competition kind of heated up a little bit, but there wasn't the banter. And the the worst part of the whole thing was Jake. Uh, Peter Jacobson and Ernie Johnson talking nonstop over everyone. That I couldn't. That part I could not believe. Like when when the golfers were talking or to their caddies or to each other, you just needed to shut up. And as much as I like Ernie Johnson and Peter Jacobson, like they they were not they were not doing what they needed to do. Somebody needed to be in their ear telling them to shut up. Yeah, they um, I felt like they almost were forcing it like they were they were too worried about like what was going to be said by, between Tiger and Phil or whether or not there was going to be dead air and they just they didn't let things happen as as it should like we didn't want to have this be like a normal tournament where you've got to talk and do whatever. Like we, we didn't want right. it to be about the announcers. We wanted it to be about Tiger and Phil. And there were some times like you had like I know on the front now, and Phil Mickelson was talking with the rules official there that was apparently yeah, you can- like head of rules or whatever for the tour. And they were they were getting into a pretty good conversation. And I don't I think it was going towards the USGA or something. And and it just they totally you couldn't hear it because they started talking. And I was like I would have liked to hear what he was saying. That and the the interruptions with the Capital One commercials that like Charles and Samuel L would do, that like right in the middle of these guys talking about something or talking about a shot or it just that whole thing just it just sucks. And I know that sponsor BS is what it is when it's no commercials and it's pay per view, <coughs> but it, that whole thing just irritated me. Um, you know, and, and and those were the things that sucked. I do think the playoff was kind of stupid. Um, I mean, the fact that it ended on a, you know, hitting off of a putting green, basically in the dark on like a 92 yard shot after 18 holes of Shadow Creek golf was kind of dumb, but I, I, I don't know. I, I'm glad, I was glad Phil didn't make Tiger putt the hole before, uh, you know, he said, I'm not going to win it this way or whatever. Uh, I was glad he did that. And, you know, Overall, like I've, all I've said is the things I didn't like about it. But what I did like about it is I loved hearing the conversation between the player and caddy. I, I just lo- I loved it. I felt like that was genuine. I felt like they were really, you know, thinking through the shots and breaking down the golf course as best they could. And it was fun to, you know, it was kind of fun to hear that. Um, I, I enjoyed that. I I did enjoy a little bit of the banter between Tiger and Phil when it was there. Um, I would have enjoyed more golf, uh, but. It, and and Tiger, man, you, you kind of could see like Tiger is not great at, at at talking trash. Like he's kind of awkward. I thought so he's too. A little, he's a little bit awkward. Did you see the uh, the? Have you seen the clip going around of the the chick sliding something in his hand when he walks past her in the yeah, gallery? Yeah, what is that? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm very. Like con- a, I'm very. I'm it was roofling. I don't. I don't know. After all he went through, <laughs> I can't imagine. But I, mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know. But that was that was pretty interesting. Um, I mean, but it was a clear handoff of something. Yeah, yeah, it was something small, something small. Maybe he just needed some Advil. Eh, I didn't think you have that in your bag. Anyway, you know, it was cool. It was it was it was good. I mean, I would watch it again. I definitely think it got me thinking. Like, um, 
you know who it, it got me thinking that from an entertainment you're never going to pull more people into it than Phil and Tiger just because of the name value but I think you could have a decent ratings probably not pay-per-view I don't know that people would pay for it but your golf nerds like us who know golf could could get some you could get some nice ratings if you put some guys out there that talk a little bit Pat Perez who was doing the commentary like I thought like Pat Perez and Kevin Kisner playing against each other two of the like mouthiest jokers on the PGA tour that one seems that 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 would be highly entertaining I think we'd get a lot of a lot of chatter on that one that that's one thing I've kind of learned watching this like okay we need guys that can that are going to talk that even though they're going to compete they're okay talking they're used to it they're not going to zone in you know they can compete and and talk a little bit um, See, I think it would be even better if you made it some somewhat of a like if you had a team event where we all well, you know there we've heard stories of how like Kiz and Scott Brown are are so yeah, good yeah. compared together you know in, in in Tuesday practice rounds or whatever matches and and I just think that that would be kind of cool with a team event and then I think you've got to let them drink like I think you got it you got it you can't take away anything that they might do on a, a you know a non-tournament you know Sunday afternoon or whatever not Sunday but Saturday you know they can play music in their golf carts or whatever and just like drink and do whatever I think the that would be is fun to watch. Playing for nine million dollars on a Sunday like that's that's the tough part is then the players are looking at that pile of money going well I want to win that so if I want to win that I'm not gonna you know I'm, I'm not gonna debilitate myself um, who knows? Maybe Kiz could be the freaking number one golfer in the world if he could drink on the golf course. That, that's probably true. That's probably true. Or Pat Perez, for that matter. By yeah. the way, did you watch some of his Insta stories and live stuff? Yes. He yeah. totally had, like, screwdrivers in hand, whatever else. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty... But he kept it together he pretty, pretty well. well. Yeah, he did. He kept it together. I mean, you, you couldn't tell. He couldn't get a word in from, from old Ernie and... Peter Jacobson. But. Yeah, I thought Perez was the star of the show. As far Perez as. was pretty good. Yeah. And what happened to Natalie Golbus? Like she was on the she first was doing hole. Instagram. Okay, because she was on the first hole and, and she kind of struggled a little bit talking she about did. the drone and everything else. And yeah. then she was gone until like the 18th hole, and I was like, did she just was, vanished? Was the was the <laughs> moment too big for her, and she just decided? I that, think it kind of was. Yeah, like but she, I, I think she was running the Instagram. Uh, feed or whatever. Well, probably a good thing for her. Yeah. Anyway, that's about all I have on the match. I mean, everyone's talking about it. You can read a thousand articles about it. You can listen to every podcast talk about it. That's all I got. You got anything else? Mm-mm. Ho Sung Choi won on the Japan tour. The guy with the wacky follow through uh, golf swing. Maybe we might even. We might, there's people talking that maybe he could get an invite to uh, to Augusta National. In the spring, he doesn't automatically get one for that victory, but there are invitations held for players. And you know how the Augusta National and the Asian, uh, yeah, the Asian I don't think I think really like to. I don't know. Maybe They're not in it for a be, to be a spectacle though, and he's a little bit of a spectacle. He won a golf tournament though, like he's it's, it's something. Yeah, but he's um, not like you know you had like Shabak, you know Sharma who got in there and like really played well in the spring or or in the winter, I guess, and got the special invite and and some others but i don't know he's but i think his here's the thing about his swing is not bad when you go before impact 
Everything right, leading right. Up, up to, to impact, impact is perfect. It, not perfect, but it's really good looking. And then it's just after that where all hell breaks loose. <laughs> but but if you if you just slow it down all the way until impact, it's really not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Um, you know, by the way, we didn't talk about this on the match is our prop bets. We we freaking nailed the prop bets. If you guys put some money on my bookie with our prop bets, we hit I said Phil would hit the first fairway, he did. You said Tiger would miss the first fairway, which is a great bet. He did. Missed it he by like barely missed it, but he did. Uh, I think a couple of shows ago, my bookie had a prop bet out there on uh, what color Tiger's shirt would be, and I said, you, you got to throw down the max on red. He's going to wear red, and he did. I won that bet. Um, we had uh, – what, what else we have? I had the under on F-bombs. I think I was right on the you F-bomb. Were very, you, you were very – you had the over. Yeah, I was completely wrong there. I hit that one. Um, what else? You, you hit a three-putt. Didn't you? Did you hit a three putt? Yeah, I hit that. Um, well, I think both of them had three putts, and I hit that they okay, would. See, bo- I didn't bet one of them. I said that they would both have three putts, and I, and I, I, I won them both, or whichever one I, I won it. So it may have been I put on Tiger, but we had Phil leading after nine holes. We said we felt like Phil would get a lead if, after nine, but then Tiger would uh, would come back and, and close it out. Um, and all so obviously didn't get I gotta I gotta right. be truthful here though you you won that one I I actually kind of last minute was was liking the the uh, uh, the draw the draw after nine holes because I liked the yeah. the odds there and I took it and was very close to to getting it but well we won a bunch of bets and yeah. and the thing is on something like that and we're kind of gonna get into this for the hero on something like that when it's golf I don't care if it's Tiger Woods or not. When it's golf, it's the most variable sport in the world. You, you take the underdog, mm-hmm. like take the underdog, and and most of the time, you're gonna come out on top if you just take the dog. So that's that was kind of my strategy. Um, anyway, um, <clears throat> dude, did you see Sam Ryder's Insta stories last night? This is just real brief on Sam Ryder. Um. No, I did not, but I'm sure you're going to tell me about him. Uh, so Sam Ryder, everybody knows. If you listen to this show, you probably know who Sam Ryder is. Um, relatively young player on the PGA Tour, um, playing really well, playing really, really, really solid golf lately. Um, but anyway, you know, good-looking dude, you know, tall, thin, in shape, drink of water. Um has been criticized in the last couple of weeks for wearing like jogger golf pants in a golf tournament, but you know, stylish young guy, whatever. But his Instagram, if you're not following all following him already, is S Rider one two one five. And uh, last night, I'm like flipping through my stories, and I get to Sam Ryder's story, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm looking at this, and he's like at Top Golf doing his thing, and then next thing you know, two good-looking blondes kissing each other in a in a nightclub in a bar hmm. and i'll and it said uh it said hashtag lovey-dovey shit <laughs> and i was like sam sam you you're uh you're enjoying yourself there buddy and i'm not really sure that your uh your agent is really gonna like what you just put on the old insta story well come to find out uh it was deleted Maybe it was deleted maybe a, a few hours ago. So anyway, just just a, a heads up to the people out there 
if you want an interesting Instagram follow for a young guy on tour living it up, Sam Ryder. That's your, that's your that's your word for the day. Hmm. Tip for the day. Yeah, good stuff. You know, good for Sam. Yeah. Late breaking, uh, yeah. you know, hard hitting analysis and news here on the Tour Junkies podcast for the for the hero. All right, so um, the last thing I'll say before we talk about the heroes, we need more chunk and run questions. We begged for it last week. We only got a few responses. It's unbelievable. So just please email us chunk and run questions. Info at tourjunkies.com. Info at tourjunkies.com. Email the chunk and run questions. If we ask your question on the show, you will either get thrown into some contest that you will win something at the end of the year or we'll just send you something anyway. So make it a good question, okay? Pat, let's talk about the hero. What do we need to know about the hero? We don't have to get into this big, long course breakdown, but what do we need to know about the format, the course, the the whole thing? Well, um, we're at Albany. Uh, It's like it's like one word, by the way, Albany. It's not Albany Golf Club, whatever. It's just Albany in the Bahamas. And, yeah, there's there's a lot of people that that vacation there and a lot of – tour players i think uh ian poulter and also justin rose have places down there so it's a resort course uh it's it's an easy course it's a par 72 this is now the uh, fourth year in a row that they've played here um i will say it is interesting now i say it's easy it's 7300 yards it's got five par fives and five par threes which you never really see at all mm-hmm. uh and it's Bermuda greens, which you're going to see in, the, in a in a you know climate like you've got there in the Bahamas. Um, this is an 18 man invite only event, invite only. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, this is a this is a scoring fest. That's that's what it is. I mean, they they're just all you to me. All I'm really looking at is who are the scores, um, who are going to you know, check the box on par five birdie or better percentage. You know, in birdie or better percentage in general. Uh, I looked at that that new opportunities um, stat on Fantasy National. Now, wind can play a factor here, as any coastal course as it can. I mean, it, it can play a factor, but and I do think you're going to see some winds go up here in the uh, you know on Saturday and Sunday. But here's the thing: I mean, there's no wave because there's 18 players, so you can't really. I mean, everybody's got to play in the same crap. So it is what it is. Um, looking at past champs at Albany uh, because they played it on some other courses before that. You got Ricky Fowler in last year. You got Hideki Matsuyama in 2016, and then Bubba Watson in 15. I don't know. That's about all I got. Strategy wise, it's like throwing darts. I mean, there's no. There's, I mean, there's really nothing you can do if you're playing this week. You're just doing it for fun. I would not put a large bankroll into the Hero World Challenge. Just back off. Wait to the beginning of the year when we get a full field event at the Sony. Uh, even the you know the Tournament of Champions is a, is a great event, but I mean, I don't know. That's that's all, yeah. That's all I really got. I mean, by the yeah, way, fairways here are easy to hit, extremely easy to hit. Greens are kind of small, and I will put a actually I will say scrambling is going to be an issue because. Yeah, everybody talked about Tiger last year and his his short game woes leading up into the hero. It's actually pretty tough around the greens. You get some kind of squirrely lies and stuff like that. So I would uh, I would I would maybe look at scramblers in this field as well. 
Yeah, we definitely heard that after last week that chipping around these greens was rather difficult. Um, so yeah, wide open fairways. You're really not worried about you know accuracy off the tee. Just bomb it is kind of what I'm looking at. And pretty much everyone in this field hits it long enough. There, there's really not a player in here that you would consider a short knocker. If you look at it, every single player in this field can can move the ball out there a little bit. I guess like Reed may be the shortest player here. Um, it's kind of funny that that's the case, but you really don't have any anybody that's just super short. But yeah, firing into the small greens and then being able to scramble um, is gonna be is gonna be important. But for me, it's it's you know yeah it's it's one of those events where you just throw a couple of lineups in a, in some GPPs if you want, but pick your spots. Don't play what you normally do. I'm sure sure as heck not. Um, you know, pick your spots and 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 maybe even just stick to one lineup. Like, and if you want to enter that same lineup in a couple of different contests, that's fine. But you know, keep your player pool to like six, eight guys or something. Like, don't don't go crazy. It's just too, this is just too variable of an event with eighteen guys. And um, but but yeah, the, the course is real. Only defense seems to be the wind. If it kicks up, obviously it's a coastal track, so you got that going. You know what strategy I like to play this week? Just going nuts, just going crazy. Mm-hmm. All under six k. I mean, under seven k guys. I think well, you gotta have I've, one lineup with all under seven K guys. Yeah, I thought about that, but people are gonna do that though because there's only seven of them. Somebody is gonna have that exact lineup if you duplicate. If you do that, somebody's gonna have that exact same lineup. <laughs> somebody's gonna go, okay, I'll just take the. Well, there's six. gonna be some duplicate lineups when you got 18 players in the field, but I don't. I kind of like that. There <laughs> is, a, yeah. That's why I say I think you gotta pick your spots. I mean, like I, I'm not at all interested in playing like the, the the ones with like tens of thousands of entries or whatever like just i would rather high stakes single entry mm-hmm. um and definitely you bring up a good point the leaving money on the table like don't even don't even look at it like if mm-hmm. if you have four thousand dollars do not care about what that is yeah who cares yeah just leave it on the table um but maybe do like a like whatever your normal bankroll is. like let's say let's say you normally spend a hundred dollars a week okay let's just say you normally spend a hundred dollars a week Spend like forty or maybe fifty this week, but put it in like one, you know, one bullet, one one higher entry contest, or maybe two, you know. Um, just try that instead. That's what I would do. But what I would do is maybe bet some of these guys, and you can do that on bet uh, on mybookie.ag. So we're gonna talk a little bit about the the betting side too. I've got a couple of plays there. But, um, Pat, in terms of DFS, who are, like, three of your favorite play- – oh, the other thing you, you, we haven't even talked about is ownership, obviously, right? Because that's what we're talking about, duplicate lineups, all that kind of stuff. Like, at the end of the day, if I knew who the six lowest-owned guys were going to be, I would have four of them in every single lineup that, that I could make. You know, So ownership, at the end of the day, is going to be the biggest deal to have any kind of leverage um, – so Pat, who are like three plays that you that you really like um, for DFS purposes? Well, I, and I think he's. I mean, this is maybe a chalk play. This is not ownership, but I, I think I'm. For one, I'm going to fade all three guys in that over 10k range. I just I'm not going to play DJ. Not going to play Justin Rose. But I love some Ricky. Not going to play Tiger. I mean, Ricky's played here, you know, for the last three years. Yeah. He's never finished outside of third place, and he has a win last year. 
I don't know, seems to thrive in this kind of, you know, sort of short field, whatever event. And he makes a ton of birdies. So I like him at 9,800. I think that's a, that's a good place to start. Um, I'll tell you my favorite guy. And this is, and, and look, we got 18 people, so we can kind of jump around here. I love yeah, Tony. Yeah. I love Tony Finau at 7,500. I think yeah. this is just the type of event he will win. You know, he has He's come so close lately. Yeah. He hasn't won. This is the one I think you're going to see him win. I mean, he checks the box in almost every single stat category when it comes to scrambling, scoring, par five, birdie or better percentage, all that kind of stuff. So I love some Finau. I think at 7,500, that's a pretty core play. Um. I don't know. So those are my two favorites. Did you ask for three? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You go. I'll, I'll come up with. Yeah, I mean, you got five par fives with Finau that you you gotta love that. But yeah. I, I do think Finau and, and he Fowler scores like crazy. I mean, yeah, I do think Finau and Fowler are both gonna be very chalky, very chalky, mm-hmm. very very chalky. Maybe the two most popular owned guys in the whole field. But I li- I do like both of them. Especially to Fowler with the sand. There's a lot of bunkers here on this coastal course. He's a great sand player. Um, I will have some Justin Rose up there at 11-1. Um, the local guy lives right there. Home game for him. Um, I, I will have a little bit of a little bit of Rose, but uh, yeah, my my favorite plays are. Well, I think at 6,300, Gary Woodland is going to be also very chalky. I think mm. Fowler. Fowler, Finau, and Woodland are going to be the three chalkiest plays. Um, but I still I like all three of them. It depends on what the rest of your lineup construction looks like. But I really like Patrick Reed at 7,100. He's actually played really, really well here in the past since they've had it here in Albany. A fifth, a tenth, a second, and a third. Um, he's, he's obviously enjoying playing golf in this offseason. I think he just wants to stay the hell away from Justine back at home because he's been playing over – on the European tour and the race to Dubai and all that kind of stuff. He had a good week uh, last week or the week before, I think. Um, obviously a great scrambler, we know. So we talked about being able to, if you miss these greens, being able to get up and down. Uh, so I think Reed is interesting. Plus, he's just a guy that, you know, people don't like to play because they don't like him. So you get a little bit of a, you might have a little bit of uh, ownership leverage there. And then right below him. Hideki Matsuyama. I'm going to play a little Hideki. Kind of, I think, could be maybe the forgotten man down here. Fifth place last year. Won this event in 2017. Definitely a ball striker. You know, he can pound these uh, these small greens if he gets it going. So, I like the values there at Reed and Hideki. Those are my two guys from a DFS perspective. Anybody else for you? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I can totally agree with you there. I mean, I, I think... Reed is definitely going to be. He's a he's kind of a hated guy right now, anyway. So you're probably going to if you're if you're looking for ownership, he, he's. This is one of those tournaments where you're going to see a lot of people play just guys they like to play and guys they they like and and think that they yeah. they want to win, not necessarily guys that that could do well. So if you want to kind of break the mold there, you could even look at a guy you know like. Like a Xander Shoffley, who's never played here before, yeah, seventy three hundred. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be a good play. Um, you know, somebody that's not a huge name. I mean, I like taking the guys that aren't because this is a field where, like, you know, we talk about invite only, whatever that means. Um, you got the DJs, the Tigers, the Rickies, all those guys. So, I mean, I think trying to fit in some guys who aren't the the, the biggest names, like Xander Shoffley or you know, an Alex Norin. 
things like that. I like playing some of those guys, you know, in in your roster, you know, sort of fitting those guys in just to because those are I think the ones where you're going to get the ownership leverage. It's it's this is a name event. This yeah. is not a a stat event or a recent form event, course history event. It's a name event. So where you're going to get the ownership leverage is the guys that are not as as well known as I mean, and and all these guys are well known to us because we we talk about them every week. But when it comes to the overall general population, some of these guys are not. And so I think that's yeah. But you, I don't know how much of the overall general population are even playing DFS this week for the hero. Like, well, maybe not. But I still think you can. That's where you're gonna. It, it is going to be the lesser names that that get the the leverage, not necessarily the the yeah. any kind of course history or recent form or or whatever else. I mean, well, um, you just got to check the ownership. Yeah. Don't build a lineup Monday or Tuesday and be married to it. You you better have resources to check the ownership by Wednesday if you're if you're seriously going to play in some GPP tournaments and try to cash. Um, and and I would say this too, like I said, I think Fowler, Finau, and Woodland may be the three highest owned guys, and I like all three of them. A fair strategy is to not play any of them. Mm-hmm. Don't play any of them, you know. Um, and and just go to wherever you get projections from. If the bottom three own guys are I don't care who, then play all three of them. <laughs> like that's just that's just what it's going to come down to. It's going to be it's going to just going to have a lot to do with leverage. I mean, because too, like with DraftKings and bonus points for finish position, everyone in the field is going to get bonus points. I mean, obviously your your first place person is going to have thirty points, second place is going to have twenty, but then the scale after that is not going to be that big a deal. It all comes down to scoring. You had Tiger in twenty. What he do? Twenty seventeen, was it? Twenty seventeen. He he finished fifteenth out of seventeen, and led the field in birdies. So he scored a ton of DraftKings points. Uh, so so you you know, don't don't worry as much about the finish position. You just need low on guys who are putting up birdies and eagles. So um, that's the deal from a DFS perspective. That's what I'll say. Pat, let's talk a little did bit you, about some betting. Did you hear that Go by ahead. the way? Did I hear what? Listen. Shh. Did I hear what? Okay, shh. Hang on. This, I did. you know, so we got this new desk. It's really cool. Like, if you hold down the arrow down button, it like go, it like goes down and then up. Right. It's it's a cool freaking desk. It does go down and up when you hold the down and up button. And the noise it makes is cool. It's like really futuristic yikes <laughs> okay um let's get into some betting pat because i have three bets that i want to throw out there for the good people and you can bet on mybookie.ag if you sign up today use our promo code tour junkies all one word when you sign up you get a 50 percent deposit bonus they put it right into your account immediately so if you put in 100 bucks you get logged in all of a sudden now you have 150 to play with we love my bookie uh, man, they came through in a big way last week. We really, really appreciated mm. my bookie. Mm. Literally on what was it Tuesday, we we sent them text saying that we wanted more prop bets for the Tiger Phil match, and we wanted to talk about it on the podcast. And they delivered um, with 19 prop bets and just a lot of fun. Like I just I love the guys at my bookie, and the website is super easy to use. The mobile site is responsive. They pay out quickly. It's safe. You can use Bitcoin. You can use credit card, debit card. 
Um, it's a fantastic site. We, we love it. So mybookie.ag, use promo code TOURJUNKIES, and you can get that 50% deposit bonus. And that's the, uh, the site we're going to pull our numbers from here tonight. Now, if I look at the, if I look at the odds, Pat, uh, I am not one to bet the short odds in the 18-man field event. I'm really not one to bet the short odds anyway. Uh, so I'm looking at, at more at, at bombs. And I think the first bomb, that my favorite bet, is easily Gary Woodland. And, and this may be a thing where I'm just like, well, I'm going to fade him for DFS purposes because he's going to be so chalky, but I'm going to pound. I'm going to pound Gary Woodland on my bookie. Right now I've got four units on him, and I might even, I might even go more than that as the week goes on. He's what's never a, played what's this. What's a unit? Huh? What's a unit? Is that like a, a unit? Like like your your single bet unit, like your your standard bet, whatever your standard bet is. Your yours may be different than mine. Seriously, Pat. Like your yours might be a ten dollar unit. I might be a twenty dollar unit. That's okay. my standard bet. So it's a so unit. I'm betting, so I'm betting four hmm. times my standard bet on Gary Woodland. That's how much I love him. Okay. Seriously. seriously? So if you're if you're so if you're a unit, you you want to. Go so like if you if it's a dollar you're betting four dollars, correct? Okay, all right. Just, you're you're in banking, aren't you? <laughs> I've just never heard of it. I mean, I've never heard a unit. Huh. Okay. Like when I well, think of anyway. a unit, I'm thinking like of a, I don't know, like a unit, like the man, just a unit of a man. <laughs> Gary Woodland is a unit of a man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he's a unit of a man who uh, has got some pretty pretty freaking good form in his last four events on the PJ Tour. He has gained 31 strokes, uh, which is more than any other player in this field can say. I, I, I love the recent form. Um, he's obviously a bomber. He can use his length to take advantage of these par fives. I, I just he is at 28 to one in an 18 man field at 28 to one. On my bookie, I just absolutely love that bet. He's this, obviously the second longest odds to uh, Keegan Bradley. Um, but him, how Bubba did Watson, Keegan Bradley get invited to this? By the way, yeah, that's actually a good question. Like I don't Keegan, really know does, Keegan is, does. is Keegan cooler than we think he is? Like I feel like maybe he's the guy that I don't know. People don't understand is just a really cool dude because he gets invited mm-hmm. to this stuff all the time. I feel like yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he got in here. It's probably because of Tiger. his like relationship. You know, he's like a big Jordan guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Um, anyway, um, my next play, Pat, is at twenty-two to one, and that's Hideki. I mentioned, I mentioned Hideki for DFS purposes. I do like him. De- winner here in twenty seventeen, fifth here last year. Um, you know, recent form leaving a little bit to be desired. A 30th at the uh, WGC HSBC and an 18th at the CJ Cup, but I still think you give me give me a, a defending champ from two years ago and a guy of the caliber Hideki Matsuyama at 22 to one in an 18 man field. I like that as well. Uh, my final bet for uh, for mybookie.ag is going to be Tony Finau at 16 to one. Uh, that's my shortest bet. We already talked about Tony. I mean, I, I, Tiger's at nine to one. I would rather have Tony than 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 Tiger. I'd rather have Tony than Bryson at ten to one. Rom at twelve to one. Day at sixteen to one. 
Um, I mean, I would literally rather have Tony Finau than everybody except for maybe Fowler, Justin Thomas, and Justin Rose. Those are the only – I would rather have Finau than DJ right now. I agree. So I mean, I think I love the value of sixteen to one. I think Finau is that's just incredible value. If I'm if I'm sitting here and you have to t- tell me that I've got to make one bet to save my life for this tournament or so called tournament, I would go with Tony Finau at that sixteen to one. I love that number. I like Xander Schauffele though, just above him there at eighteen to one. I think that's a good number. And even Patrick Cantlay at twenty to one. I think those are are decent numbers. Um, yeah, I like this. I'm not gonna go with Keegan though. At that, Keegan's. No. By the way, Keegan's the the longest odds at 33 to one. But I'm not gonna get trapped yeah. into that. But but I I really like that that Finau Shoffley Cantlay right there together range. I think is where I'm yep. gonna put some of my money. It's a good spot. You know, you, you want ball strikers in the possible windy conditions. All three of those guys definitely do that really well. So. All right, so we gave you a few, like five my bookie bets. Hopefully, one of those hit. Um, yeah, I, I think that about wraps it up for the Hero World Challenge. Like I said, we've got Dwayne Bach and the Eric Anders Lang podcast coming up over the next couple weeks. And uh, go check out the Tour Junkies podcast feed and go back and listen to some old interviews. We've got some really good stuff. The audio has changed, it's definitely improved over the, over the years. So uh, if you go too far back, you're going to be like, good Lord, I can't even barely listen to this. But it's not, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Uh, but there's been some great moments, and that's all there. And uh, we really appreciate you guys hanging with us for yet another season. We'll be back for a, a another tournament preview, but not until January. And i got to be honest, pretty happy about the break. We'll see you on Twitter. We'll see you on Instagram, at Tour underscore Junkies. Pat, you got anything else for the for the folks this year? That's all I got. Good luck to all this week. It's been a great 2018 season. Can't wait till 2019. But guess what? I love all you listeners, but I'm glad to see you go, and I can't wait to see you come back here in 2019. (laughs) All right, Pat. That was very good. All right. May your screens be green. See you. Out!